we just go ahead? Are we on? Oh, are we? Oh, good. Oh, not on that, just me. Okay. Uh, folks, uh, maybe to start with a few announcements, um, we've had a little technical glitch regarding our, our words. Um, <clears throat> we have, I think, a, a pianist off at the minute. Our, our clerk uh, tested positive this morning, uh, so I got a wee call from David, <clears throat> although he's fine. Um, so I plan to, to bring a little song to to us just at children's time, so that's why my guitar's here, so it's maybe fortuitous we can try and, and sing uh, without words, uh, maybe one or two uh, praises together. <clears throat> but I just want to turn up the announcements um, first of all. Uh, <clears throat> David sent these through to me. Um, just one or two announcements. Um, uh, folk can um, check uh, the service. It'll be recorded and it'll be posted later. Um, <clears throat> there's uh, no Facebook Live today, but a recording of the morning service will be available on YouTube later this afternoon. Um, the CD ministry is available. Uh, please get in contact if you'd like a CD <clears throat> delivered to your home. Um, Sunday school children will be leaving for Sunday school during morning service. That'll be well meant to be after our, our second praise, uh, but I'll let the, the boys and girls know at that time. Uh, Wednesday 19th, our midweek Bible study and prayer meeting in the church hall at 8 o'clock. And Thursday the 20th, Girls Brigade from 6.30. Uh, you can go to the calendar on the app for more information. And the BB on Friday, 21st, at 6.30. Again, you can go to the calendar on the app for more information. And anyone requiring pastoral care or support, please contact David Scott. Uh, just to say that, God willing, Bob Allerley will be with us next Sunday morning to lead our worship. And we have planned... A committee meeting for Monday the 31st uh, at 7.30 and session on Tuesday the 8th of February at 7.30. But uh, those are, are pending, but they're in the diary uh, at the moment. Friends, I'm not sure if, if we haven't got hymn books, but I'm not sure if you know the hymn well enough to sing it, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here. I'll not ask for a show of hands, but uh, hopefully we can uh, sing that. I've got the words here, so I can maybe lead on that, and we can stand, and we can sing. Are we allowed to give out books? Well, if we are, I think the books are coming. Um, It's number 50. I suppose the books haven't been used for so long, so they're more than 72 hours isolating, uh, so we can use them this week. They're just coming now. Number 50, be still. Do you have my words? No, 
Nothing at all? Number 50, we can stand to sing, but unfortunately we have to keep on our masks, as you know, presently. Be still for the presence of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Come bow before Him now with Friends, we'll come to God in prayer. Let us pray. Father, we bless you for the beauty of this day. And we bless you for our privilege to gather together to bring our worship to you. We come gladly and reverently in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And we pray for the help of the Holy Spirit that he might move in our minds and hearts that we might be receptive to the knowledge of your presence 
to the grace in your ministry and in the glory and power of the written word. We pray, O God, that you'll bless us in fellowship together and we ask that, Lord, we'll each be changed just that little bit by being in your presence and gladly sitting under your word. And Lord, we pray that we'll carry what we learn and share together today with us throughout this week, reflecting back on the time of worship together. Lord, you teach us to confess our sins daily. We come, Lord, conscious of our failures before you, and yet with hearts that desire to love and serve and honor you. We bless you that you are faithful and just. And when we confess our sins, you are pleased to forgive us. For Jesus' sake. So Lord, we claim that forgiveness in his worthy name. And pray for that daily touch of your spirit. That we might live on you. And live aright for him. Lord, hear our prayer. And let our worship be rich in your presence. Perfected through Jesus. And presented before the throne. Hear our prayer. For his name's sake. Amen. Boys and girls, I was going to, well, I'm going to sing a little song uh, this morning. I was hoping that we would have the words on the screen so that you could have a little look at them uh, before you hear the song. Um, In my last congregations, uh, we had a time when our organists, both organists, um, had to move on. And so uh, I I decided to take up the guitar again uh, for our midweeks just to lessen the load on those who were playing on Sundays and uh, started to to play a few few songs for midweek. And so then I started to write a number of songs because I'm sort of self-taught, so I can't read music terribly well. So when I say I write, I just write the words and I hold uh, the music in my head. Uh, So I've written about 20 songs over the last few years, and this is one of them. It's just entitled Jesus, and it's an attempt to to, uh, speak of who he is in glory, and then Jesus coming to earth to become our Savior, the call that we might uh, repent of our sin, believe in him, and follow him, and the knowledge that when he comes back, he will take us to be with him. So in a sense, it's a song about the gospel and uh, just called it Jesus. Honor and majesty belong to Christ the King. Let heaven praise, earth its people sing. Left his father's throne to come to us on earth. God incarnate in his birth. 
lift his name on high. This is his gift of grace. We will never die saved from our sin. We find our life in him. came to live our life to be what we should be to take our place our sin and disgrace the spotless Lamb of God nailed to a cross to die it is finished was his cry We lift his name on high. This is his gift of grace. We will never die save from our sin. We find our life in him. His grace to save his part to keep, capture the heart, safe in his hand, he gives us this command, I lived your life, I died your death, to set you free, faith in your heart, come his gift of grace we will never die save from our sin we find our life in him clothed in his righteousness we stand in Christ alone The Lord will come to claim his own. All blessed to stand before his throne. We lift his name on high. This is his gift of grace. We will never die. Saved from our sin, we find our life in Him. We'll have a prayer together. Let's pray. Father, we bless you that your eternal Son left heaven because he loved us. We thank you for the life he lived, the death he died, 
bearing our sins upon a cross. We thank you that he calls us to trust him, to repent, to believe, to follow him, knowing, Lord, that one day he will come back and take us to be with him. Lord, bless these thoughts, not only to our boys and girls, but bless them to us all, for Jesus' sake. Amen. Boys and girls, I'm not sure um, if, I'm sure you know Jesus loves me. Um, I I wrote a little tune to it, a wee bit different, um, and I'll not play that one because you wouldn't be able to follow it. But maybe I can try and play the the old tune, Jesus Loves Me. Maybe we could stand and sing that together. Jesus Loves Me. It's number 660 in the book from from memory. Um, Is that right? Maybe not. No, that's the Lord my shepherd. Jesus Loves Me. We'll do a, a book quiz. If you find it first, shout out the number. Anyone find it yet? It's in the, it's in the book, is it somewhere? What? It's not in mission. Okay, Um, well, I'm sure we can sing it. Can we sing it through? Jesus loves me. Uh, uh, We'll just keep our seats maybe just to sing this one through. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Bible tells me so. 
boys and girls, you can slip out to Sunday school now. Friends, we find our reading today in Mark chapter 5, and we read from verse 21. Uh, Jesus has been across the Sea of Galilee. Um, He has healed a man who was demon-possessed. He has come back by boat across the sea to the north shore, uh, to Capernaum. And there, there's a, a synagogue ruler whose daughter is seriously ill. And he goes to Jesus and asks him to heal her. Uh, We learn a little bit, I trust today, about faith and also about patience in our relationship with God. We hear God's word, Mark 5 at verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him. While he was by the lake, one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped. And she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, Don't be afraid. Just believe. We'll end there. The chapter ends with Jesus going to Jairus' house and raising the little girl to life. 
But I want us just to stop at that point and later on when we think on this to try to put ourselves in Jairus' shoes to see how we might have felt and how we might have reacted and what we learn about Jesus. Friends, we come to pray for others today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you give us the avenue of prayer that wherever we are, day or night, that we can, from our hearts, express our thoughts and hopes and desires to you. Lord, day by day, there are so many things for which we pray and need to pray about. And together, Lord, as a church family today, we want to pray collectively to join our hearts in one as we approach the throne of grace. We thank you that you give us the name of Jesus, the name above every name, the name with all grace and authority. And we come humbly and declare his name as we pray. Lord, be with us as we do so. Help us to be open in heart and gentle in spirit. Lord, we think of this worldwide pandemic and its spread in every nation and those in our own families and congregation and town who have been affected. We pray for those who have lost loved ones that they might know your deep peace We pray, O God, for those who are sick presently, that you might minister to them in mind and heart and body. We pray for those whose job it is to care for them and in so doing put themselves at risk, that they might be kept safe, that they may have a sense of projected hope. Lord, we pray for those who are involved in vaccination and refining vaccinations, those who are involved in therapies to help those who have the illness. We pray too for others who are sick of other things and need medical care and help. We remember those in our own church family who are presently in hospital and those who are isolated at home, feeling cut off from family and friends. We pray for those for whom each day is a daunting day, that even as we pray, they may know your touch of grace upon their lives. And Lord, we think too of our own church family here. We thank you for our Sunday school meeting at the moment. We remember our youth organizations, our midweek, as well as our Sunday services. And we thank you, O Lord, that over these past few months, we've been able to get some sort of normality back into our church life. Perhaps, Lord, you will teach us to prize these things 
even more highly and make every every opportunity useful to us to be out and about and involved. We pray, Lord, for our leadership in organizations and in our uh, committee and session. We pray, O God, that you'll bless those with particular authority and particular responsibility they might know that fullness of your spirit in the work that they do. And Lord, bless us together. We pray for your speaking voice. We pray that you'll open up the scriptures to us, that you'll help us to see and understand and respond. Lord, hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen. Friends, we come to a passage in Mark's Gospel. uh, And as I I always try to do, I try to stand myself beside those who are the characters in these encounters with Jesus. And to try to place myself there and to observe what they are seeing, and to hear what they are hearing, and then to see what God would teach us through the life of his eternal son, Jesus. Jesus has come across the lake. He's back in Capernaum. Um, If you've ever been to the Holy Land and to Galilee, it's, in a sense, quite similar to what it would have been Um, In Jesus' day, the main uh, town is the town of Tiberias, uh, which is on the the west coast of Galilee, about halfway up. It's the only real commercial center. When you move away from there, it's sort of little roads and scrub and bush and shoreline. Uh, You can go to a place called Tabca, which is at the north of the the sea, and that's where Jesus would have Um, taken the the loaves and fish and fed the 5,000, which is just about a mile or so from the little uh, town of Capernaum. It's now in ruins. You can still see the the synagogue that was there, just the walls remaining, and the place where Jesus would have spoken uh, in Luke chapter 4, taking the scroll of Isaiah and reading it and speaking to the people. Here, Jairus is the synagogue ruler, that same place. He's a wealthy man. He would be well-respected in society, probably a moral man, and certainly a man who would have wanted to have been on God's side. And yet he comes and he falls on his knees before a carpenter, uneducated from Galilee. His little daughter is very ill. And he believes that Jesus can help him. And so he must be desperate. Jesus responds and said, yes, I'll come with you. And they make their way to Jairus' house. But on the way, there's an interruption. And we might seem to say an an untimely interruption. 
People had seen Jesus heal before in Capernaum. And the crowd had gathered and the crowd had followed because they wanted to see what was going to happen at Jairus' house. They probably knew the house because Jairus would have been well known. And as they make their way, the crowd maybe gathers a little bit more and they're pressing in around Jesus. And then we read of this woman who'd been bleeding for 12 years, a particular medical problem. And she comes with a, maybe a little bit of a superstitious faith, but yet a faith nonetheless. And she comes and says, only I can touch his cloak. I believe that he'll heal me. Perhaps she feels that she's insignificant, that Jesus wouldn't really want to spend much time with her. After all, he's, he's going somewhere. But yet she touches, and as she touches his cloak, she is healed. Now what seems perhaps most surprising is that Jesus turns around and says, who, who touched me? Um, many people were touching him, but he knew that the power had gone out from him. That word in the original Greek is, is dunamis. We would get our word dynamite from that. A very uh, dramatic power. And what we know of, of the working of, of, of God, especially through his Son on earth, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, dwelt inside Jesus. And the Holy Spirit uh, comes in fullness to be, to be spent. Uh, Paul teaches us that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, where Paul writes, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to a lesser humanity, but be filled with the Spirit, which leads to a heightening of humanity. Alcohol depresses the system, whereas the Spirit releases the system. So we are to be filled with the Spirit. And it's a present continuous tense, so it's be continually filled with the Spirit. And the picture is that we are filled to be spent, filled to be spent, filled to be spent. When I was a teenager in my home church in Belfast, there was an old elder, Bob Lunn, and I used to sit with him on a Sunday night in the back pew, and I learned a lot from old Bob. And one prayer that he often prayed was, Lord, fill me with your spirit that I might be my best for you today. It's a lovely, simple prayer. And if we pray that prayer, God surely will fill us that we can be used throughout that day. Sometimes things happen uh, in any given day that we're not expecting. And if we're full of the Spirit, then God will use us uh, to, to minister to others in whatever way he purposes. But it's never a selfish thing. The filling of the Spirit is not for our benefit or for our experience. It's for God to be honored and people to be served. And so the filling of the Spirit is not something that we get for ourselves. It's something that God does that he can minister through us. And here we have Jesus full of the Spirit and yet he is spent and 
power goes out of him and this woman is healed. Jesus knows that this has happened. And so, the woman eventually confesses, it was me. And we hear, verse 32, verse 33, we, he hears the whole story. Now, what would you have felt if you were Jairus? Jesus is going to your house. Your daughter is dying. And we hear of a woman being healed. That's great, but let's go on. But no, Jesus stops and he talks to her. And here's the whole story. Now we know something of that story because it's earlier recorded in the passage by Mark just telling us what's happening. She's been bleeding for 12 years. She's spent all her money on doctors. Instead of getting better, she's got worse. So the medication even was making her worse, let alone her condition. And she's desperate. And so quite a bit of time would have gone by as Jesus patiently listens to this woman telling her whole story. And then the bad news comes for Jairus. Someone comes from his house. Your daughter's dead. Don't trouble the master anymore. I suppose if we try to think in some sort of a modern situation, and we think of maybe a doctor in a ward. He's going to a ward where a little girl is critically ill on the point of death. And on his way, in another ward, he sees uh, an old lady who has a non-life-threatening condition and spends a little time with her and gives her a little medication and then has a good old chat with her and listens to her and so on. And then someone rushes from the other ward, a nurse, and says, the girl's just died. Wouldn't that be deemed to be malpractice? A doctor not prioritizing the needs of his patients? I wonder what Jairus thought. Standing there patiently waiting. As this woman told her whole story, and Jesus seemed unbothered just standing and listening to it. And then Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe. I suppose there's one very pertinent lesson that we can learn here. Jesus isn't saying, I'm not going to hurry even though I love you. He rather says, I'm not going to hurry because I love you. 
And what are we to understand? We're called to have faith. We're called to be patient in our walk with God. And sometimes our faith can waver because our patience isn't strong. We, we pray to God. We, we want an answer. And naturally we want that answer now. We want that answer soon. But sometimes we have to wait. And the problem is, because we're human, when we wait, we can find our faith beginning to waver. And then we find our patience becomes impatient. And we perhaps even can, can get agitated or even angry with God. Jairus could have been that person. But we read that he wasn't. He stands there and waits. And he hears his daughter is dead. But when Jesus says, don't be afraid. Just believe. Trust me. He brings Jesus to his house. He finds that Jesus goes in to the little girl dead on her bed and says, little girl, get up. Give her something to eat. She's made well again, alive from the dead. I suppose there are three things. There's faith, there's patience, but also the knowledge that God loves those he calls to faith and patience. And perhaps that's the biggest lesson here. We will not experience and have the knowledge of God's love for us if we're not conscious of having faith and having patience. And you may have found that experience like me. Faith in Jesus. Praying and being patient. And keeping the faith. Keeping the patience. And in that waiting to know that you are loved because Jesus is in control. And this instant, instance in the, in the life of Jesus declares that so powerfully. We would have thought that Jesus should not even have stopped with that woman. He should have gone on. He should have got to Jairus' house while she was still alive, while there was still hope. But no. He said, I'm not going to hurry, even though I love you. I'm not going to hurry because I love you. Because I want you to know and learn something about me. That I am in control. That my purposes are perfect. That my ways are true. I want you not only to have faith. I want you not only to be patient. 
but I want you to know that you are dearly loved. And sometimes we have our closest times with God when we come to him in faith. And we're patient because we haven't the answers and we haven't the means and we just sit in his presence and we know just like Jairus, just like his little daughter, we are loved. Faith, patience, and to know that we are loved. May God bless his word to our hearts. Friends, I'm not sure if you know what a friend we have in Jesus. That's me clicked in. Um, I don't know the original, you know, what a friend we have. I don't know that song, that tune. Um, so I'll sing it over and maybe you can just gently try and learn this, this tune. I put this tune to What a Friend We Have in Jesus a number of years back. Um, it's a ballad. It's a gentle tune. Um, if you know something of What a Friend, uh, Joseph Scriven was a Banbridge man. He had two particular sadnesses in his life. He lost two fiancés, one through a drowning incident and the other through an illness. One here in uh, Northern Ireland, the other in Canada. And while Joseph was in Canada, his mother took ill. And he wrote this as a, as a poem, a prayer for her. And so it's, it's a solemn thing. It's not, um, as it were, a jaunty thing. I'm not criticizing the original tune, but it's a very bright tune. Um, so I, I wrote this... Um, little ballad tune and if you can do we have the, the number what a friend 746 thanks, uh, sorry I can't play the original tune um, so if you can bear with me and maybe just try and sing gently over this um, uh, with a wee bit of time if I play the first verse through <clears throat> and let you get an idea of the tune and then maybe we can try uh, to sing that through together. And maybe it's good to sing this hymn in reflection on what we've been thinking about uh, with Jairus and his daughter. What a friend we have in Jesus All his sins and griefs to bear what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Try that. What a friend we have in Jesus, 
all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden? Cumbered with the load of care, precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. join together in prayer. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and evermore. Amen. Friends, good to see you this morning, uh, and I trust you'll know uh, God's blessing throughout the week. Oh, thanks. A wee bit different. <laughs> uh, thanks. 